Welcome to the 86 Podcast. I'm Corey Kane, and with me is my co-host and my co-worker, Rachel Anderson. I'm using her last name. Is that acceptable? I suppose. <laughs> you suppose? <laughs> <laughs> so we spend our weekends serving tables, and now we're going to be serving our unsolicited ideas, thoughts, and opinions. Truth. Whether you yeah. want them or not. Yeah, they're unsolicited. thousand <laughs> percent no one asks. <laughs> Um, a little bit about myself. I'm 22 years old. I'm working in upstate New York as a ta- serving tables, as I already fucking said. Um, other than that, I do run an Instagram and a Twitter, but you can check those out. I'll leave the URLs in the description. Rachel, want to give yourself an introduction? I am Rachel. Um, I already um, said that. I'm going to come up with something new. <laughs> I'm, I have so much pressure. Um, I'm 34 years old. I've worked in restaurants for about a decade now, all sorts of places, not just Syracuse or upstate New York or anything. Um, and I have a husband and a few fur babies at home that I love, and that's where I spend the majority of my time. Her husband's name is Jomi the Homie. Sure is. If anyone's Jomi. the Homie. All right. Well, in this podcast, we're going to be discussing things like serving, customer problems, and honestly, whatever we just are pissed off about that weekend. Yeah, right. we Our own problems. Yeah, Precisely. So, if you don't know what 86 means, you probably don't work at a restaurant. It means basically Good we're out of you. it. Yeah. Congratulations. Let's you just start it. with that. Um, basically, yeah, it's just everything that you're out of, you don't want anymore, you're 86 to it. So that's what kind of inspired this podcast. All right. Because 86, 2020. Honestly, I think we should get a repeat of that. <laughs> I wish we could. We just like redo it. Like just start again. Honestly, though, my dumbass would like not do anything better. No, so, I would. And I'd like be even more depressed and disappointed. I, yeah. So. Well, okay. So when the maybe pandemic, I love that that's not enough. Yeah. So when the pandemic first happened, I was like, I'm going to like read books. Honestly, it was like. I'm going to read books. Do you know the Orange is the New Black Girl? Like when she's going to go to prison. And yeah. And episode one, she's like, I have an, I have an Amazon reading list. <laughs> That was literally me. So it was like being in prison. <laughs> yeah. Like, like a lesbian in prison. I mean, That's exactly I exactly what 2020 I mean, was. as a person who was in jail, 2020 was like, just like those 30 days. <laughs> just a little bit better. <laughs> um, there was just not a man telling me what to eat. Okay? Uh, that was essentially... No man should ever tell you what to eat in the shower. <laughs> <laughs> that is a story for another it time, is. Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. So... Anyway, um, <laughs> we can all agree that looking at the news is sadly disappointing. Mm-hmm. And honestly, we don't want to be disappointing anymore. We want to give you positive things to look forward to. So I do have some positive news. I don't know if it went off schedule, but that's what we're doing. Positive news. Okay. All right. Oh, my God. I don't even read the name to read my notes. Yikes. This is some good news. So, there's this bird. Oh, okay. Um, she's an old bird. She's 70 years old. They said that she's the longest living wild bird, but I don't really know how they proved that because... How do they know how old she is, but also that she's wild? Um, so her specific breed, her name is Willow. Is she a parrot? Because those are the only ones that like live that long, no? No, she's not a parrot. That's the thing. And also, if you hear my dog in the background, she just hears Rachel and just, like, needs to see She her. wants to meet me yeah, real so, bad. But she can't meet her till the end, because otherwise, this will be way worse. Um, but so, Willow is a bird that, like, basically, she the, the that species of bird travels to their nest every year. They've tried, and they, they the same nest. Where do they live? So, she lives in um, an island off the United States. Okay. 
It does not say which one, but they said a tropical region. Okay. So she's a tropical bird. So like not upstate. Not a parrot though. Yeah. I didn't make it's okay. not a parrot. But anyway, she's the oldest, not only the oldest wild bird they've ever discovered, which I don't like like I said, I don't understand how they discovered it, but apparently somebody's been watching this bird land in the same nest for 70 years. Okay. So like that's Okay. Okay. Also, a badass thing about this bird is that normally this breed doesn't, like, switch mates. They mate for life. Mm-hmm. But since she lives so long, she's outlived three mates. I want that to be true, but also not. Like, I almost, I don't want to be a bitch, but I'm thinking, <laughs> how many of these birds look exactly alike? You know? And it's like, oh, damn, look at this dope mess nest that I found that somebody else made, you know? And they're like, it's the same bird. And she's a hundred years old now. And what if she's just yeah? How do you know that bird's that's what back I mean? So like I, again, not trying to sound like a bitch, but maybe. And also, that's sad though. She's lived past three. Like she's widowed t- three times. I now. thought this was like I thought it was like more of like oh she's a bad bitch. She's oh just never no, made I one. made it sad. God, I'm a bitch. I didn't think like oh she threw three funerals for her bird husband. <laughs> widowed three times. <laughs> Because also that she just laid. She's a survivor. So they thought she was done laying eggs, but this year she just laid another egg and it's about to hatch. Ooh. And they're doing a live video stream of her hatching. Yes, please. I would and watch that. For some reason, I need the link and I'll put it on the description. But yeah. like, actually, I literally was like, oh my god, this is like great news. Yeah. But now I'm like, wait, is it great news? Not when Rachel's here. <laughs> yeah, because she d- is a widow three times. She's terrible. And I'm picturing like a Queen Victorian black for the rest of her life kind of moment. <laughs> Yeah, that's really sad. But, she's um, like, she's like, what am I gonna do? But also, like, you know, like if anybody's ever worried about like their eggs eating scramble, this bird literally still popping eggs at seventy. Okay, look at that. I mean, I don't know if it works the same between birds and like women, but I actually found this story about these three men. Um, where where were they? Like Michigan? Oh, Columbus. I don't think you look at the place. I'm just like in the island. <laughs> Um, and so they were diving in, in a river or something, and he came across this box, this black box, and he was like, there was a dead body in There was a cremated body in it. Did you read that? No! Dude, I'm serious! <laughs> oh my god. So he finds this black box, and it's all, it's all, like, it's all recorded, like, video recorded. So you, you hear the water going through, you know, you see him find the box, you see him open it up, and he takes a bag out. It looks like a bag of sand. So he's like looking at it and he flips it over. Meanwhile, again, this is all underwater. So he flips it over again and there's a sticker on it that you can't really read. But then you see him drop it and go, like screaming underwater. It's because he found someone's actual remains. It had their name, their their date of birth, their date of death, well, everything. Was but that... it was still, you know how normally people you like. spread it. Yes. Normally people spread it. This person just took a black box full of a bag of ashes and tossed it into a not so deep river. So these three guys are like, what are we supposed to do with this? So they felt really weird about it, so they actually ended up calling the police. <laughs> yeah, that's what I would do. And a police officer showed up, saw what was going on, called another officer. You know, they actually show him in the video getting off the phone, and he goes, yeah, just just put it back where you found it, man. I, I guess, you know, like, this is where they wanted it to be, so this is where we're going to leave it. And I was like, who littered first? You know? Like, I feel like the three guys were given police, <laughs> like, a permission to dump this plastic box back into the river. But whoever did that initially is like, do you know how to spread some ashes? 
And also, should we be throwing like weird plastic boxes back? Is it into... weird that I want to like do a true crime? Like I want to like recently like, because I like this is what makes me sus. Did they just take ashes from a person? Like let's okay, because I don't know if this is true. So what I mean. But, like, I feel like this brought up more questions than answers. Yes. To this story. <laughs> what happened? Like what happens to the ashes that don't get picked up in crematoriums? Did they just be like, oh, let's just like throw this box? Like oh, I wonder if it was God. a family place or like, let's say even worse. Let's say, like, the ashes went to, like, one brother. Yeah. And he just, like, threw the box a into box. a river. That's what I'm picturing. It seems <laughs> and, like, like, and then and then his, like, siblings are like, oh, can we get some of Dad's ashes? And he's like, ah, the whole box is in the it's river. It's in the river. Yep. Mm-hmm. Apparently you're supposed to divvy this up Honestly, between family. Honestly, though, anytime I hear about... There's a box of Dad in the Anytime I hear about water and or beaches and boxes, I assume dead body. And you did, too. Yeah, I was no. like, oh my god, you read the story. And you're like, no. No, I assume dead body because every time I'm right. That's, no, and you were. No, like every like every time you say, I found a box on the side of the beach. Dead body. Dead body. Remains. Oh, also, this isn't really news. This is a side thing about things that are found. Did you know, weirdly, like 21 human feet have been found on the coast of fucking California? Just the feet. Like, just the feet. And also... That's None some, of them. Only, that's some Columbia drug shit. Only shit, right? two of the feet belong to the same person. <laughs> Good for him. Good <laughs> God. Oh my but like, God. Like I don't know. Like I, I just heard that the other day, and I was like, oh, that's weird. Like I don't know how to feel about that. There's that show Superstore. It's actually set in St. Louis. Yeah. Like Joe and I started watching it. I actually watched the show. He's from there. We lived there for a while, but it's basically like a Walmart in St. Louis, but it's called Superstore, and they find feet all the time. But they always try and hide it because they want the business to keep going and everything, you know? So also, they're like, did you find another foot? <laughs> and then they have to, like, hide it or do something with it. I thought it was random and weird until you just told me that fucked up story. <laughs> oh, my God. That is actually horrible. Apparently feet are being found. <laughs> so. <laughs> also, I don't know if anybody who listens to this or will be listening to this is ever from St. Louis. But basically... Um, can you please tell me if there's a bridge that actually has Satan says brush your teeth? Oh, it sure is. Um, because Rachel has been talking about this bridge since the d- days before okay. we even met when she wrote it on my card. In my, in my heating and cooling years, when I was working as a dispatcher, there was a bridge that I would drive under every single day and just someone wrote, it was like almost like damn near the, the only piece of um, graffiti under there too, but it just said Satan says brush your teeth. And I thought it was hilarious. No, it's an iconic thing. It's hilarious. I mean, it's iconic. I would have been like, Satan wow. Says brush your teeth. Like, I'd never say it to a stinky person, but I just love thinking about it. Did you write it on my going away? I card did. Oh my god, I, I almost got fucking fired months? in the first week because I was like, I don't know this dude, and you're forcing me to sign this card. I'm just gonna put in a fun quote that I found <laughs> under under a dirty bridge in St. Louis one time. And then Anna went around checking everyone's Everyone's and writing. It's like, who who wrote this in my boy's card? And I was like, oh my I God. know. Okay, I know. We told Anna now she wouldn't even remember that. Oh, that not card. at all. But like, if I told her that she looked around the career reading, she'd be like, yeah, of course I did. Yeah. Like, I know she would agree to that. Remember she, that time you tried to fire Rachel? <laughs> and you didn't even know it. And then you had her train people. Like, oh the my next God! Two like weeks. a next week. Yeah. That time. Well, there was a, I was a host at the time. I hated seeing you because you always were training people. Uh, and I was like, it was literally. I probably hated when you sat in me. <laughs> no, I, literally, <laughs> I would literally be like, oh, I'm not going to go find her, her minion. Because uh, like, 
Also, like, it's not even your fault. Like, just, I hate, I hate when people are training because it's like, you know they're going to take, like, 10 to 15 minutes longer to do anything. Like, yeah, and you're not being paid any extra, so that makes it even better. Well, so, yeah, when I was training this guy who just worked, started working math. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I leave it out, but I have to, I'm not going to. It's all good things. He was basically so good at his job that I, I followed him around and just made his tips. James tipped me I out tipped my him first out. week, yeah. Because no, because like, the, okay, for everyone who doesn't work in food service, the way it works is like, while you're training, you don't get paid tips. You get paid minimum wage, whatever mm-hmm. that is in your state, which like, if you live in the South, well then that you basically are getting paid on minimum wage anyway. So it doesn't really matter. But, um... Like, I felt bad because, you know, he did, like, $1,000 in sales, and I got, like, $200 out of it. Well, and I as was, a like, server, as a server who knows, like, how how you have to work for the actual tip and for the money and stuff, if you see your trainee doing that work and, and actually creating that money for you, it is kind of, like... I should probably give them a bit. No, yeah, if I was actually training him, if I was like, no, like, this is how you do this, this is how you do... You're selling yourself. You're selling your personality and stuff. So if if he took the table and he got tipped off it, that's like... And also, like, I didn't even talk. I literally just followed him around. And he would say... Yeah, Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, it was his tip. It was not mine. I shouldn't have had to work that day. Right. (laughs) All right, speaking of days that I shouldn't have had to work, let's get into our worst shifts. Mm. Honestly, I'm going to tell a story. Rachel, did you work our first Easter brunch? Or you get hired, like, the month after? Easter. I don't even... I'm bad. I think it's in April. With holidays that I don't care about. April and May. I know, I think... I think I got hired in May. Okay, so then you would have missed Easter. Yeah. So, it's probably the worst shift I've ever had to fucking work. Okay? Like, I should have been compensated thousands of dollars. <laughs> At the time, we had an, um, a front of the house manager named Anna Joy. Mm, I've heard stories about her. She would sleep in the downstairs. I was going to say, didn't she take um, naps downstairs and chain smoke cigarettes? Yes. Also, she would hand me her lipstick and tell me, let me know when they need to reapply. Like, that was my Whoa! job as a fucking host. <laughs> so, um, and Anna Joy is not to be confused with Anna, the one who was going to fire Rachel. True. Very yes. different Anna. The one that wanted to fire me, kick ass. Yeah, great woman. Anna Joy, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry. We all know you as the crackhead Anna Joy. I've heard less than stories. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. So um basically um Anna Joy was forced to take reservations for Easter and then take $25 deposits. At the time, this restaurant that we worked at um took reservations for two tops to as mm, like as many people as you truth, want. Yeah. Now we only take eight top reservations. I think it's partially because of this situation. <laughs> anyway, so she had to take all these $25 deposits and us as hosts, when we'd take them, we'd put them inside, like, a little bank envelope and put them inside the drawer. Weird you would keep them together. Right. Weird. <laughs> or, like, write the name of the person who's on the gift card. Also super strange. Yeah. <laughs> so, basically, Anna got, like, fired, like, a week before Easter, and that's when we realized that every reservation she took... She got fired before you guys had to handle it? Good God. Either that or, like, that was her last week. Like, I remember her not being there. Yeah. So, um, I'm running around the restaurant and being like, these people are saying they pay for deposits, but I don't have cards for them. And then all of a sudden we start finding them in like weird server stations on the bar shelf, like on like the top shelves of the bar, Did she unlabeled, leave the job unnamed. Hostily? I don't know. Because I'm just wondering why you wouldn't relay that information. Well, I don't think she knew because I genuinely think she was on drugs. Oh. Because, like... Never got that part of the story, I guess. 
Like, I don't know if it was, like, confirmable. Like, I don't know if everybody else thought she was on drugs, but, like, I spent the most time with her, and I 1,000% thought there was drugs involved. Oh, goodness. Constantly. I mean, that would explain sleeping in the middle of your shit downstairs. That's weird. So, just a mat. Also, I was only there for, like, I was there for a couple months, because we opened a Well, before you went to Paris, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, basically, like, yeah, it was kind of, like, one of those things where, like, I had been hosting before. I started going to the restaurant, so I knew the restaurant industry fine. Yeah. And she trained me like this. She said, if you have a problem, walk in a circle around the restaurant, pretend like you talk to somebody, and then come up with a fake answer when you don't help them. That's literally her excuse so that you don't have to find a manager and get anything taken care of. I've managed before. That is what I would say to someone if I didn't want to do my job. Precisely. That's ridiculous. So, oh, mind you, I'm sitting there on Easter Day being like, Anna Joy, like, has fucked up everything. There are no names on these cards. I was giving starter gift cards. I said, they said they paid for it. I was like, here's a gift card. Yeah. Because I'm not well, at gonna... At this point, you just have to go with it. Yeah. So, luckily, we, we get through Easter. Everybody who had said they had a deposit, paid their deposit. We knew we missed some people who forgot about their deposit because they scheduled these things, like, months in advance. Yeah. So, we knew, like, we, like, dropped the ball. Yeah. Well, graduation weekend is shortly after that, oh. and we still have to take graduation weekend. I am absolutely not looking forward we to this. Realized, this one no, we realized that we gave all of our gift card deposits away for Easter, so we had to comp $25 off certain oh, people's meals. Oh, shoot. Yeah, no, and I had, and on Easter, I had people yelling at me. I had, like, mothers being, what do you mean you're hard across? I was like, I'll find it. Don't worry. They, I literally said there was, like, there was a switch in management. Like, yeah. we will find it. You will get your $25 off. Don't worry about it. Like, I'll let your server know. See, I feel for those people, but on the other side, you have to understand, this is not your house. This is not your living room. This is not your family. You didn't have any control over this just as much as we didn't have any control over this. You put it in someone else's hand, sometimes it it gets confused and backwards and messed up and everything, and we need to deal with it just as much as you have to deal with it, and I am so sorry for that, but well, also, like, we just work here, you know? Well, I quickly switched up to being like, oh, let me find your deposit, to being like, thank you for letting me know your deposit, here's your table. Yes. And then I just did it myself. Because at first, I was, like, going through and, like, getting names, and I was like, oh, like, a couple of these people have names, but, like, a couple of these people I can't find. That sounds like something too hard to keep up on, though. Yeah. Um, basically, I ended up having a breakdown, like, halfway through Easter in the back of the kitchen, which is, like, typical for that restaurant. Yeah. Um, and it was, what's wrong with you? And for a day like the, that. And the normal Anna, GM Anna, we'll call yeah. her for the purpose of this. She was like, what's wrong? And I basically was like, all of our deposits. Everything? Is missing. Yeah. Um, I literally don't know what we're going to do. I can make gift cards now, but I don't have any payments for them. I don't know what we're going to do about that. And she's like, well, just comp it. The payment's already in the system if it was taken. Yeah. So, like, we we already got our money out of it. Yeah. We can just delete all the gift cards that were made for those times. God. And I was like, this is so much work. Well, on fucking graduation weekend, it happened again. And I had another breakdown because they're all missing. Like, all of them. We found them in a fucking, we found some in a to-go box. Luckily. And that happened to be enough to get us through, like, that brunch. Bags. She just, put it in, like, one of the brown boxes. Just we keep them. Why not? Yeah, and I, honestly, that was the worst shift I ever had, though, because I had no direction. It was yeah. just me hosting. And, you know, me hosting that restaurant wasn't just me hosting. I was blessing. Yeah. I was doing way more than... I was well, also doing a social check of the waitress. Like, well, you're answering the phone, and also you're you're greeting the people at the door who are angry because they already haven't gotten what they asked for. And also, apparently, you're holding some bitch's lipstick in your pocket and waiting for it to be reapplied. So there's just too much going on. <laughs> no, exactly. I was like, I'm being fucked over. I don't know. I was just completely over. 
chipped. I honestly, I have nightmares about Easter. Yeah. <laughs> like, like literally yeah. to this day, like, like fever like, dreams. Well, because <laughs> it wasn't. It it truly wasn't the fact that we couldn't make the deposits. It was just like the fact that like one the the woman who took them all is missing, missing, <laughs> and like we are absolutely fucked. And Did you go, fire her? Can we call her? What's New going Jersey, on? Long Island, like private school moms who are coming in and being like, well, our reservation was three minutes yeah. ago, and... And also, I need you to seat me right now, because also, if you don't, I'm going to lose my balls. Yeah, also, one time, a lady looked at me, and she's like, can we sit at the decorative table with the flowers and, like, the business cards at that's, it? That's put there for a reason. And I said, no, it's a buffer, <laughs> actually, to keep you guys on this side of the yeah. door and keep them on oh that God. side of the door. It's actually designed to keep you on it's one side. It's designed to keep you away from it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my and you God. just want to get inside of it. And this is also when, like, they were, like, our job was, like, super being, like, really nice to people. Like, we'll still do any um, ad takeoff yeah. adjustments we can. I mean, we do go above and beyond with that, but I'm sorry. If you, if you, if you <laughs> serve me attitude, you're getting the exact same attitude back. No, like, you know? I... You give me no pleases, no thank yous, and you, and you just forget remember. my presence is even there. I come up in the middle of your conversation and I go, can I get you anything else? Because that's that's how you've been treating me. So we're just going to get this going. We're going to well, get it going and done. I had a person mad at me because I wasn't going up to my table to take their order. This is a completely different job. Take their order because they were on the phone. And I said, oh, I didn't know you want me to interrupt your phone call. Next time, I will be sure to tap on your shoulder. Yeah. I'd be like, hello? Yeah. What can I get you? Sometimes I walk over and I'm like, do you want me to come back when this isn't happening? Because you came here to order food, right? No, no, no. And not be on the phone. That table specifically Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Did you come here to be on the phone? That was my bad. I did not realize. You know what I love is when people go out into public to to apparently have a sort of public experience, but then don't acknowledge their server at all. Don't even know what they want to eat. Like, you know what I mean? I'm like, you, you came out today going to a restaurant because you were hungry, because you were going to eat, right? You do know you need to tell me what that is. Yeah. You have to, you have to, you have to converse with me in order to get that. Precisely. Because again, we're not in your living room. No, yeah, one thousand percent. I also, yeah, no. So, what was your worst shift experience, Rachel? So, I actually, I think I started. Or like, one of your bad ones. You had so say, many. Like Easter I think was not I started, hard to work. Like, falling into anxiety, trying to <laughs> recollect the terrible things that have happened because I think I've spent so long pushing them out of my memory that I started, I started getting a bellyache. So, I found someone else's negative story that actually turned into a positive one that just recently happened. Mm. So, there was this girl um, that was working at Glenbrook Brewery in Morristown, New Jersey. And she actually, so, because of, you know, COVID and everything, all sort of restaurants have all sort of different, you know, limitations and rules and everything. Exactly. So, this one specifically decided that they were going to bandage down their time to 90 minutes for each table. Not a bad idea for right? pandemic. No. But also they 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 put it out there too. They they wrote it on the website. They put it on every menu. They apparently tell you you know when you call and stuff. They feel like they've been very verbal about it. You know and like and and also it's like written on the um the little flags on the table too. Like they are telling people. Yeah, it's not a secret. It's not. But apparently this one table fucking lost their shit, and so they actually. So it was an $86 bill. They didn't tip at all. And in the tip line, they actually wrote, I, I quoted this, I'm sorry the server gets screwed on this. Don't kick paying customers out after 90 minutes. 
So no tip. And also apparently this woman who was serving this table um, is like a nurse during the week or like I think she's just serving tables sometimes to like pay for her nursing school something it's like that. It's like a side job. It's yeah. Like most servers. Like and not it's like, us, But that's yeah. the thing. She didn't do anything wrong. She didn't do anything wrong at work. She didn't do anything wrong with them. Apparently the boss went over afterward and was like, hey, was there a problem? You know, did you not get your food in time? Was she not polite to you? And they were like, no, everything was fine. But don't kick your paying customers out after 90 minutes. And... The fact that they apparently already knew that was like, I can't believe you're doing this after after the whole 90 minutes has gone by. So the story got to Facebook, and a picture of the receipt got to Facebook, and over $2,000 was raised for this girl. Isn't that crazy? Good for her. Right? So she should have gotten, what, like, maybe $20? <laughs> Whoops, 20%. Off yeah. Of the, yeah, off of that check. But instead, Facebook raised $2,000 for her. So apparently her plan was to, like, um, give a bunch of it back to the health industry because that's where she was working anyway. And then she wanted to divvy up a lot of it with her coworkers, which I probably would do as well. Like, I feel like after you get screwed on an $86 bill, I'm probably out, like, at the most 30 bucks, you Our know, lucky number 86, and now all though. of a sudden I have, oh my God, it it's is. 86. And then all of a sudden I have two grads and like, hold on. <laughs> I'm like, <"Wait>. Okay. <laughs> like, what am I supposed to do with this? So that was like a bad shift story that turned good. Like, you know, it's like a positive turn. Well, that's because the world I think, too, because the world gave that back to her. I not also, some shitty customer. I also think that the world knows that that's crazy. Yes. And just because this <laughs> one bad egg of a table decided to make a stink of it, like, I'm embarrassed now, for them. don't get me wrong. I've had tables come into the restaurant and complain about the CDC regulations. Yeah. But they're, like, complaining more as, like, hey, this is dumb. I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to follow your rules. Yeah. But, like, this is stupid. Do you know that, right? And you're, like, yeah, I agree that, like, you're not safe from COVID when you sit at a table at a restaurant, even if you're six feet apart. Like, I completely agree yeah. with you. But, like, also, you don't really seem to care about that because you're here. That's my so, point. Again, not your living room. You chose to be out here. You chose to come out in public. You chose to speak to people. You chose to be a part of this portion of society today. So you just got to do it. Also, like, I'm not going to say the man name of this man to the people on Is it this Kevin? podcast. No. Sorry, I'm kidding. <laughs> I just, I just it's actually a politician who came into our restaurant, and I know that he would know exactly uh, what I'm talking about, and okay. that's why I can't say that. Uh -huh, and it's, uh -huh. it's not the mayor. <laughs> I actually look up, I have to look up what he does. I just know his name because it plays on a lot of, like, weird, like, public ads. Oh. Um, um, we're going to call this guy, guy Michael. Okay. Um, because that's his middle name. Yikes! <laughs> <laughs> um, that's him. Oh, okay. So I came you're talking about. So He's he at my table! He came in and he literally was like, so we have a table of 12, and I know that we can only sit 10. That was my table. That was my table that day. He said, we have 12 people, well, and you know I know you can only have 10, but can we just have 12? Do you know what my and dad said? And I looked at him like, what? Well, because you he's literally just... Explain the rules to me, and then ask for them to not be the also, rules. Also, you're the public official, right? You should. You should. Well, he is a Republican. Let other people know so that you care. He's a Republican. Oh my God. So maybe that's it. Also, he asked for um, an English muffin and two um, uh, Clementine whiskey smashes, and then uh, left. <laughs> no, for real. He was gone, like, 12 minutes after I sat everyone. He's like, let's get everyone sitting together, right? And I'm like, no. And then 12 minutes later, he's just gone. I was like, all right, who's, who's taking 
Mike's Bill. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, okay, the thing is, what's crazy is, like, before you talked to him, right, I was one of the servers who told him, like, oh, sorry, we can't push your tables. And then he went up to Brian, too. Yeah. Insane... But the thing is, I, I literally made the joke, like, oh, talk to Governor Cuomo. Ha, ha, ha. And walked away. Said, I almost said Jacob, but I just yeah. want to say Mike instead, because we're supposed to be calling him Michael. Well, no, it's a Check with Jacob. No, because John um, Cuomo is in him. Is that what? Wait, why did you show me him? That's the person. Oh, oh no, okay. okay. But I literally said to Michael, "Talk to Governor Cuomo," and he literally could. Like he literally could contact him. They're like on the same pier. Why is he consulting us when he (laughs) could consult Cuomo? That is a yeah. If you can consult Cuomo, you know why are you talking instead, us? instead of calling Cuomo about the COVID rules, I think I'll just ask Rachel. <laughs> yeah, Rachel how, and Corey. How do you, Rachel, feel <laughs> about us twelve people sitting together? <laughs> like, we don't. Do I feel like, like it's, it's not, not my fucking place. Yeah, That's how I feel. Also, like I want, I like I think there should be a PSA. Like we didn't make the rules. We are just forced to to live. One of my go to thing is I put my hands up and I go. I just work here. That's just, well, like, well, like, I just work here. My go-to thing was just being like, oh, just give, if you can give Governor Cuomo a call and change those policies, let me know. And, but, like, when I told it to Michael, and I literally was like, wait, and I found out who he was, I was like, oh, shit. Like, Jay Coleman, Jay Cat. Well, also, every time I meet any celebrity at our job, or, like, yeah. celebrity, yeah. quotations around yeah. there, celebrity. Um, like, if you're lo- local, like, Syracuse area, you would know Jim Beheim. Yes. My the owners of my restaurant have even done the podcasts where they talk about my mistake of calling him Jim Boheme and informing oh, him I remember that. that we don't have a reservation for Bayheim. You know we only have a reservation for Boheme. I feel like well, I was working at a country club like almost ten years ago. It was one of my first serving jobs, and he was a member there. And I'm just saying, through his attitude, I feel like he could afford to be taken down a couple. Well, times. his wife. So it's kind of nice when a kid is like his Boheme. <laughs> He was like, I was like, I only have a Boheem. Sorry, oh sir. I literally I said, that. sorry, I only have a Boheem. You're going to have to wait 25 minutes. <laughs> and I turned around to the host and walked away. And then um, Bethany, our bar manager at the time, she was like, do you know who that is? And I was like, I don't know. No some, wonder he's never been some, back. Like, gym guy. Like, he I don't know. Like, girling, well, his wife laughed. His wife enjoyed it. She literally even I leaned in. I wonder if she thought you were giving him, like, real shade. No, she really even leaned in. She was See, Jim, no, not everybody knows you. <laughs> and he was like... <sighs> also, it's a little past his time at this point. I'm sorry, I'm watching the well, kids Well, it's funny because and... I got to my dad's house and told him that story, and he goes, do you know that man right there in that funny suit, that frame picture of that man? And I go, yeah, like, it's been in our house for a while. He goes, that's Jim Bang. <laughs> and I was like, well, if he was wearing an ugly suit, and he was like, oh, that's before he got married. His yeah. wife updated the suits. He was wearing, like, 80, like, plaid suits, like... And like with like bell bottom, like it was a it was a lot. So that's why I didn't recognize him. Because <laughs> he wasn't wearing his bell bottom. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't wearing an eighties sound suit. <laughs> um, but like his wife gave him taste, I guess. That's what we learned. <sighs> okay. You know what, Rachel? After a bad shift or any time that I embarrass myself at a table, which is essentially every day, I true. like to distract myself. Roll up, maybe have a cocktail like a French 75, you know, do whatever I can. Because in New York State, it is legal to roll up, okay? So that is... Now it is. Yes, it is legal. 
I can do what I want. I am 21. Praise the rules. I am not on probation or parole, so you can't get me. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I found that even if you're on probation, even if you're 21, you have to medical license to use marijuana on probation. Oh, okay. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Because it, I guess it stops them doing illegal drug yeah, buying. Yeah. And that's why. Um, because I was like, well, you can still drink, like, coffee, and, like, that's, like, drug. But, like, I'm like, no one thinks coffee's a drug. Like, no. I just take it too far because it technically is. Caffeine's a drug, guys. Well, I mean, it is. You're all drug addicts. It's probably just as much of a drug as alcohol, really. I mean, yeah, think yeah. about the people who can't deal out if they have another cup of coffee. Yet. Yeah. You're an addict, girl. You're crazy. Like, the, the worst you do if you oversmoke is you fall asleep. It's like... I feel like I feel like exactly. I feel like coffee and food well during this roll up or or cocktail we call it so break time. Um and honestly break time can be a segment where we just kind of talk about anything that's interests us in our spare time when we're not either serving tables or spending our days off coping with the fact that we serve assholes. You know what I was actually thinking about the other day, and you know my struggle with this. It's actually it's gotten to a point where it's embarrassing. Um, I hate I hate the masks. I try all the time to to appropriate someone's eyes with the rest of their face underneath the mask, and I am 100% wrong, 100% of the time. So, I mean, you know what happened with that boy Brendy at work. He's one of our besties now. He's gone now, which is unfortunate. Shout out to Brendy. No, he's doing amazing. Yeah. He's, he's, he's living in Boston. I know. He's in Boston with his, with with his, his fiance. Girl, Gretchen. Yeah. Gretchen, how adorable is that? Like, Gretchen's so cute. Fuck you guys. <laughs> when, so also, miss you. <laughs> um, so, when he was there, he we were having a conversation, and I found out he also acted like locally in My Little Brother Acts. So, and there's only a few places in Syracuse that you can act. So, I was like, oh, there's a good p- chance he might know him. So I was like, do you know Maxwell? Yeah, I do. Why? I said, that's my little brother. And he was like, oh my God, I haven't seen him so long. How's he doing? Blah, blah, blah. So I was like, do me a favor, Brendan. Take down your mask and I'll take a picture of you and send it to my brother on Snapchat and be like, look who I work with now. And he's like, okay. So I pull out my phone and through the screen of my phone, I am looking at his face and he pulls down his mask and I went, Whoa! and he was like, I'm sorry, what? And I was like, oh, nothing. You just startled me. And he was like, what about my face startled you and I and I literally couldn't put it into words. The only reason I can put it into words now is because it's happened a number of times since then. Oh no. I'm we terrible. make our coworkers. We make Oh, I them. make them now. Yeah. Yeah, no. So when we come and you come to our job, like one of mine and Rachel's first question is when we're together. Do is, me a cell and pop that mask off yeah, for a totally second see so your face. I can see your face. Well, like either that or show us an Instagram photo or something. Well, like, I'm not gonna lie, I actually felt like like I don't know. I, I felt like I had been working with someone that I decided to love. I loved his personality. I loved working him. with him. And, and and I thought I knew him, you know? And then he took down his mask and I was like, who the butt is this stranger? Who is this stranger I've been working with the whole time? I never knew he looked like this. And it shouldn't have to matter, you know? But I was just like, I wouldn't recognize this dude on the street. And I and when I see that I'm working with him that day, I get excited. Like, this can't be this can't be life now. No. So I'm just so terrible at figuring out what's under the mask that I I, I feel deceived like mm-hmm. constantly now. Um, that's why I make our coworkers show us their face. I mean, they want to stand six feet away. They want to do it or twelve Fine. or fourteen Fine. or nineteen. Okay, I need to see it. I need to. I can't develop an emotional attachment or an to emo- a stranger. Yeah, a stranger. It's jolting. My God. 
I really can't. All right, so like in your spare time, would you would you did you do anything fun? Um, no, actually, this last week was a bit much. I I was sick for a couple days. wasn't COVIDy. It was more like a stomach thing. We have to say that now. I know. No, I do. Like, no, I got the common cold once, and I literally had to be like, "Hey, I just have the common yeah. cold." Yeah. And I knew that because one, I was getting tested every week because I was in school at the time, mm-hmm. and like also, it was common cold. Like, yeah. <laughs> I woke up with like a runny nose. Yeah. And like I was a little stuffy. Like that was it. That was all of it. It moved away. So it was like a stomach thing. So I know like it's just if you say you're sick now, it's like <gasps> where were you? With what? What happened? Like how oh, many people did you come in contact with? Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's basically like you say space and I'm protecting sex with everybody. Yeah. Right. Like, <laughs> it, it, Who'd it, you screw over? Yeah. <laughs> no, because you know like the okay, this is, okay, so I went to the doctor, right? I thought I was a whore. Because <laughs> no, because he said so he was like, so you have sex with one person, but that person had sex with three people before you, which means you've had sex with four people. And I'm sitting there and like, okay, I'm going to be honest. I don't know my number. I'm not going to count it and figure yeah. it out. Yeah. I could, but like, why embarrass myself? Yeah. Or like, why even get down that road to remember that I don't matter? remember? Yeah. Yeah, precisely. Who cares? Also, like, well, I mean, it's also different being in my community. Like, the gay community is pretty open about yeah. that. I feel like if I was... Like, one, a woman. Yeah. Like, you, or, like, a woman. Your number would probably be judged more. Yeah! Like, more, like, I just literally tell guys I'm dating, don't ask. Yeah. We don't, we don't even get in that conversation. I know yeah. you don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I know you're going to lie and say 10. There are school guys that are like, like, I need to know how many people you've been with women because I need my woman to be pure. Well, that's disgusting. My number is my <laughs> number is fifty four. If like, anybody, how do you feel about that? If anybody, my number isn't actually fifty four. I'm just I saying, like if someone threw that out there, the only guys that ever said they wanted me because I was pure were like people who were low key trying to groom me. That's what I mean. Yeah. And then I was get like, you to stop me. swearing and grow your hair out and yeah, wear clothes like theirs. That's weird. That's weird. <laughs> uh, but anyway, in my turn, honestly, so I got really into this new thing. It's like. So not new thing. This has actually been around for a while. I'm not even going to take credit for it. There's a guy who actually should get credit for it. Oh, God. Did write his name down. I'll write his name down. <gasps> I'm literally the worst. No, I did a quote, and I wrote... Wait, you wrote down his quote, but you didn't write down... Who his name? No! No, I did not. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> this is, like, so fucked. To like no, this is really bad, Rachel. What's that regarding? I can look it up right now. No, it's, it's okay. This makes you even feel worse. Okay, let me explain the story, and then we'll find. We'll look him up. Is this how but, we're gonna realize you're part of the problem? Yeah, no. Like, <laughs> like I, I don't even know how I avoided his name because I referred to him as he said. Blankety blank. You literally just told me I was cute because I actually wrote down like states and, and towns where things happen. <laughs> well, anyway, this very smart man that deserves the world compared to deserves me. Deserves more recognition than we're giving him right now. Yeah, so he basically is doing a speech on how like Amazing Grace was written. Mm-hmm. And so everybody knows it was written by like some white man named like John Newton. So this white John man. Carlson so basically, John Newton Peters. is a huge plagiarist, oh, and he proved no. it. So basically, if you notice, the Amazing Grace is written with. These are also points that I did not realize, and they were pointed out by this man that I will list in a second, because <laughs> I am a fucking terrible person. <laughs> so this man basically is listening to Amazing Grace, and he's like, "That's weird. It's made on something called 
the uh, phonetic scale, or also known as the, the black key scale. It's all the black keys on the piano. Yeah. Which is also synonymous with Negro spirituals. Okay, that, yeah. Um, that, and those actually transcended from slave songs that actually transcended from African songs. Okay, I was actually going to say, as soon as you said that, I was going to say, wait, he's a plagiarist and he's white. What was it written by a black lady? That's why me not knowing who this person is who said this. Like originally a slave song, and he's like. So yeah. actually, it was it. They think it was an African hymn because John Newton turns out John Newton wasn't a great guy. You know, John Newton was living his life being a fucking scumbag. All right, John Newton was a captain of a slave ship. So I and, they were singing that hymn on the boat, and he's so, like, you know what? So basically what they think is really that he heard this song that he didn't understand the words to, didn't know it's a meeting, didn't mm-hmm. know it's context, and said, this sounds like a badass sounds song. Sounds pretty. Sounds cute. I take it for my make, own. Yeah. So he wrote the song, put it to, put the words Amazing Grace over it, and then took credit for writing the song, even though he's not responsible for any note that is written in that song. And there's also right. like other proof on why this is true and that smart man I'm about to list um he is the <laughs> one who gets credit for all this but like I was becoming obsessed with this yeah and it's funny because like only like two places right lyrics by John Newton music by unknown okay. okay and he made the good point it should say unknown African man yes it should it not, should give credit not everything is unknown yeah. We probably do know it was an African person, so we could at least jab that in there. Well, the original key that it was written in, they think it was sung by like a baritone. Yeah. So, so that's, man. So yeah. um, that's why they think it's unknown black man, because yeah. they, they, they assume, because the original key isn't baritone, it's very low song. Probably um, sounded smooth as hell. No. Honestly, right? honestly, like that, man, that man, I think he's a reverend um, or something, and he actually sings it, mm. and it's beautiful. I bet it's butter. It's beautiful he i don't know if all reverends can sing but i would go to church if you could (laughs) (laughs) um if you ever hear amazing grace and anybody talks to john newton john newton's a scumbag he's a fucking scumbag white man not much changed in history i hate that we've named the guy who doesn't deserve any credit and we haven't well because he wrote the lyrics to a dumb song yeah that's only beautiful because the notes it's written to let's just extra pronounce that a probably beautifully butter-voiced black man <laughs> yeah. sang the hell out of that song. Also, he sang it probably with, like, I don't know where the fuck I'm going. I don't know what's happening to me. With like, actual, the emotions exactly. behind it yes. were probably not happy. They probably weren't like, this is the way Honestly, living. we've probably never heard anything like it. Honestly, no, yeah. And no, John Newton just gets to go around like... Well, also, he got credit until, like, recently. And then they were like, wait, no, no, no. Because also, like, there's also something called, like, white spirituals and they're all written in negro spiritual like keys and you're just like yo can you just let them have it oh my god they brought this like we didn't even use the black keys until they got here enslaving these people you can't just write black music (laughs) jesus christ do they have nothing no they that was the point nothing (laughs) they literally didn't like oh it was so bad it's so bad yeah the world's fucked honestly as a person who studies history i just learned that like white people are fucking terrible I know, when we went to North Carolina, it was nice to be with, like, a history major because we got so much history, but it was always, like, can it not be so depressing? Yeah, no, because, like, the real history is sad. Yeah. Like, it's like, I'm loving these history in essence, Coco. Can we stop? Yeah, no, it's depressing. <laughs> this is yeah. vacation. 
No, it's my th okay, so my thing has always been with history is like, as a white man, I do have to tell you accurately, which is why I do need to look up the man's name. Who said yeah, that, because I yeah. do have his fucking page, and I'm not gonna take credit for the black man's work. Oh my god, like John not. Newton. We're not John Newton. No, I'm so sorry. That's why I felt bad instantly when I couldn't write his That's name. That's what we should have named the podcast. <laughs> not John. We're Newton. not John Newton. Fuck John Newton. Honestly, better than John Newton. Well, like also like I have to assume Newton like did like John Newton did like science because like I'm not smart. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, I thought he was Newton, like, that Yeah, Newton. no, I got gotcha. you. Okay, yeah, yeah, so I was like, oh, John Newton wrote yeah. that? Wow, and then I was like, oh, he's a slave ship. Oh, he's a man of many hats. Like, yeah, no, no um, basically. No, he's just a slave owner that doesn't know how to write music. <laughs> <laughs> well, he wrote a lot of songs, but, like, that was his most famous. He put words into things. <laughs> Anybody can write down words. Um, so the person that... Um, Fix the problem. Who, I mean, I, I don't well, know if he was, I don't, I want to, yes, I don't, I want to be playing that. I don't know if he's the one who, like, discovered. Yeah. But he's the one you heard it through. Yeah. Which matters. He's, he's, he's spreading the, one, the word. He's the video that I was watching literally when I was driving. I, okay, so I will listen and watch weird history mm -hmm. um, documentaries while I'm, like, in the car as like a podcast. Mm -hmm. Just because you don't need to see it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like a lot of documentaries are like telling you, like yeah. it, it's not something you need to watch. And somehow my YouTube just like clicked on that. Um, and it, I was like informed a lot because I was like shocked one that like why why are we learning that John Newton is still the author? Like why is that yeah. even a thing? Why is it still, like, published in that way? So, the man, the reverend, or, like, I don't know if, I don't know if he's the reverend, actually. The reverend? <laughs> I, I, I that mean, sounds wildly badass, though. He just, he, he just, sounds like someone with a big black long coat and a bunch of guns underneath it. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. Um, the reverend. I didn't grow up religious, so I guess that's why I associate yeah. with something so strange and dark. Um... So I okay, I feel like everybody grew up like going to church is like okay, if the only if their parents like couldn't find a babysitter. <laughs> like that's when you join like those weird like church groups or after school groups. So it's like, oh so I can't leave for babysitter like Oh I actually I did that with a couple friends. one was my cousin and the other one was, was just like my, youth my childhood friend. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I just remembered like that was how I hung out with them. I remember feeling nothing toward it and feeling like, you know, why am I here? But I got to hang out with my friend that I was trying to hang out with at that time. So it was like it was easy to overlook. So the the one I heard was a six minute video called "History of Amazing Grace" told by Wintley Phipps. Wintley Phipps, how did you forget that name? Yeah, that's why I'm like, why I probably thought myself Ooh, like, oh, it's fresh. such a memorable name, I won't ever forget Wintley it. Wintley Phipps. So I don't have to write it down because I'll never forget it because it's such a like bold name. It actually is kind of hard to remember. Yeah, but it's like it's like one of those things that's like I think it's so bold that I just could never. It sounds it sounds like a yeah. like a ride at a fair. Well, Not like a person. I, I my also thing is like okay, as a person who's so, this also this isn't really about anything, but our last segment segment is eighty six, and like that is basically what we want to be done with. Yeah, be over, and as a person who looked really seriously into becoming an educator, and almost finished my certification of education. Mm -hmm. I find it upsetting that there are states like Tennessee currently, like that just happened just recently, where you can't teach about white supremacy. 
You can't see. Teach that's the thing. About you were actually telling me that the language. other day that you actually aren't required to no. take a lot of, so, of and, actual history classes because they don't focus on the white history, yeah. which I didn't real. I mean, I guess I could have assumed was an issue, but it was just it was it was surprising and also like cool to me that you took it upon yourself. Well, yeah, because I took to African take these classes other classes, and yeah. Like, Asian history classes. So ridiculous that you don't, that they're not required for a degree though. And by Asian history, I mean Asian American history. Yeah. Like, um, this is also the thing. It's like, it's not even just like some, like schools don't require or some districts don't require. In Tennessee, you will not receive state funding if you teach about white privilege or white supremacy from a historical context. Not even talking about modern day. Now this makes me infuriated. Like, what the hell is the reasoning? Because a lot of these districts, a lot of Tennessee has like like there are a lot of black people who live in Tennessee. There are a lot of black people who live in all parts of this country, and I would hate to be a teacher at a minority like um, a high rate of minority or a high rate of POC and not be able to tell them the truth right? about what is happening and what has has happened. I feel like it would break my heart to try and convince these kids that kids that I was actually conveying this appropriately. Like, no, kids, I'm lying to you every single freaking day. So I don't know the specific with, like, the Tennessee governments. I know they did just put um, a new proposition in. I thought this was from work. Like, no. a water bottle from work. Oh, my God, it does look good. Right? <laughs> well, I did buy a shaker, and then I realized it's the same brand of shaker that they use. And I was like, I can never fucking <laughs> see this, because they will think I stole their Oh, my God, shaker. they will. I really did think you that you did a water yeah, bottle from Yeah, the Findel Silver Shaker, which is what yeah. they use downstairs, and I was like, ugh, fuck. Ugh. <laughs> No, but yeah, so like I'm, I'm, I think that we should 86 lying to kids. Oh my God, I love that. I, I've I, always thought the educational system has been like a little effed up and needs to be updated. And your family worked it. And that's like a huge person. Well, yeah, my father is a teacher. He actually, he has his master's. He can teach, um, he's, he started out as a phys ed teacher. He coaches everything, everything possible. Um, and he also subs in as a, um, Well, your dad likes kids too. He, yeah, more, yeah. He likes educating kids. I, I think he likes being a person who can, he give them something they're going to carry on. Yeah. With. And the way that he grew up too, he likes, um, giving that on, you know, because he, he didn't have the most wonderful childhood, no, yeah. which I mean, a million people don't, you know, like there's nothing unique about that specifically, but when it comes down to it, he actually did graduate from JD, James Will DeWitt. As a black man as, in an all white man. school for yeah. the most part. And then he was able to come back because he had made those ties and those friendships and stuff. He, um, by, by his former math teacher, who was now the principal, he was hired as a phys ed teacher. Yeah, so he actually, like, grew up in this district and was able to stay there for a long time and teach and stuff. So, you know, yeah, we, we've been deep in it for a long time, and I've always thought it's just a little backwards. It's, it's just too messed up. It's, like, also, like, I want to know the motive. Okay, maybe, okay, because I'm trying to play the devil advocate with this Tennessee, Tennessee yes, Constitution. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to think of, like, what is the rational idea of not... And I'm that's the, why I asked you that. What is the reasoning behind that? What could they possibly say out loud to other people that's like, this is why we the do this only, and it like, actually sounds white okay. savior. Because like you have to remember, white people in notes where I'm put power are like also the teaching certification for New yeah. York. I was getting ready to take that exam, or like I was prepping for it when I was thinking about like maybe doing it. I was mm -hmm. like, I should just start doing some prep for it. I was having such a problem hard time taking the practice exams. And I saw this black man go, if you are applying as a teacher, you have to do the certification, especially in New York and New Jersey, pretend you are a white man who thinks like a white man. You think you can fix every problem. You need, that's how you need to feel. 
And when I took the prospects exams, and I had that mentality of like, I can change every kid's problem by teaching my history class. That is how I passed the exam. Yeah. Wow. I, because there were times that, like, there were questions about, like, how do you handle a kid in like, this situation? And you're like, and I'm like, I would reach out to their family. I'd reach out to them if it was appropriate. And I would try my best to, like, handle it. No, they want, you will fix it by being a positive enforcement in their lives and teaching them that being positive is all that matters. Like, literally, you're like, what the that's not a way to live life. That's a way to act like you're living it. A way to put band-aids on it. Well, I'm like, how many narcissists become teachers? Oh, my God. Oh, well, that was my huge problem in college, really. I just felt like everybody that was teaching me, they weren't actually teaching me. They weren't They weren't taught about teaching other people. They just got their PhDs and then sat in the front of the class and regurgitated what they knew, almost in like a braggy manner. You know what I mean? Like, this is what I know, and this is how it is. Here's the test. I'm like, you didn't teach shit. You didn't teach anyone anything. So I've had really good history teachers and I've had really bad ones. Yeah. The really good ones tell history like it's a story. They, they're very, they're, but also they're very transparent about the multitudes of sides that come yeah. with history. Yeah. <laughs> and they tell it from each perspective. However, I've had some very bad teachers who read from a textbook or show us documentaries. Yeah. And I don't need to learn from the Discovery Channel because, trust me, I watch enough videos yeah. in my spare time about random things. I was going to say, if I didn't learn it when I was at home alone, I'm not going to learn it in class with you right now. Precisely. And, I mean, I'm not, like, that's not like a high school thing. Be like, oh, like, you're history. No. Like, my college professors are making me watch history yep. documentaries. Yep. Um, but going back to the white supremacy thing and not teaching about it, I'm wondering if Tennessee is concerned of like racial riots and and like not that they're like i wonder if they're like well if they all know that white supremacy exists maybe they'll stand up for themselves which is actually fucked up but if we try and cover it up and they start noticing wouldn't that result in the same type of riot well we've been covering it up clearly in these no i'm saying but but if they start noticing well, maybe that's what they're thinking. Maybe like, oh my god, white supremacy is such a wide known I'm idea. I'm thinking maybe we should jump on this before other people notice and we should just teach it. Yeah, no, that's the smart thing. But I'm saying is like, maybe they have a white man version. Like, let's just hide it. Yeah. And then, you know, skeletons in our closet, but like, you only see the front door. So it doesn't I matter. I feel like this is the scariest time to do something like that, though. Like, you... You should not be throwing out throwing out bad words also, about people. You should not be coming to your own white man opinions about things. You know, you shouldn't be bringing up anybody's sexuality. It's like, this is the most tender time. People are really sticking up for themselves. People are joining together, sticking up for other people and everything. Yeah. If you don't agree with what is happening right now, what you really should do is keep your fucking mouth shut. Yeah. Well, I think it's also about... People don't realize that everybody in this world has been, who has their own pain. And they carry that pain around with them, mm-hmm. and that's what life is. And I feel as if, like, if we talk about a religious setting, for example, a lot of people in, I don't want to generalize, but in, like the Catholic Church, for example, mm-hmm. don't agree in abortion. Mm-hmm. Well, if you say every person who gets an abortion should be damned to hell, and you're saying that in a room full of people, you don't know who you're hurting. So I actually have a wonderful, quick little story about that. Um, my husband grew up, and Joe grew, Joe me the homie. He <laughs> grew up in like severe, severe like Catholic, you know, religious schools. And 
every, he said all everyone else, pretty much everyone else, all of his friends and everything were just like, they were, okay, this is what we're being taught. Okay, this is the answer. All right, is it A, B, C? Oh, it's D. Yep. Like they just like went very, very clear with it. You know, black and white. This is what my teacher said. This is how it is. Whether it had to do with religion or anything that they were being yeah. taught. Joe started getting confused and he didn't he's a critical want, thinker. Well, that's the thing. He didn't want to be confused. He wanted to be like the rest of his friends. He wanted to, he wanted to get the answers right. He wanted to pass the class. He wanted to be happy in school, you know? And so when he didn't know the answer to something, he would raise his hand and ask. Do you want to know how many times he was sent to the office for that stuff? Probably he's like, you know, one of, one of his great questions was too. wait, so you're telling me that if someone isn't baptized, they're going to hell. Yep. That's the black and white answer for sure. That's it. And then Joe said, well, what about the babies that die while they're being born? You know, because that that happens, you know, like moms moms have babies and they die while the mom is giving birth to the baby. No one had time to baptize the baby. Does that mean that baby is going to hell? And the teacher's like, go to the office, Joe. And he's like, like what do you mean? Like, why? I'm not trying to fight you. I'm trying to ask you a question. He was literally question. genuinely, like, he he was too young to be condescending. Yeah, he wasn't you like, know? oh, so. No, he was a fucking nine-year-old kid. Yeah. He's like, oh, my God, babies are going to hell. And they're like, go to the office, Joe. <laughs> like, what the hell? Like, you're not teaching anybody and anything. Also, like, um, and the term, the term walking wounded, I actually heard from a reverend that I was listening to on the radio because I didn't realize she was talking about religion until <laughs> she got to the end. <laughs> But she's like, yeah, that's why I'm a pastor. But, like, basically, she was saying, basically, like, and from her context, she was like, you can't expect people to join your church if you're saying these statements because you don't know who you're hurting and you don't know what they've been through. Yeah. And what if they decide that they want to take Jesus in their life and then they get there and you're saying, like, oh, I don't like people, I don't like people who die abortion. You're saying, you yeah, you're saying the stillborn baby that they had six years ago. Went like, to hell. hell. Yeah. yeah. Like, why the hell would I want to sit there and listen to that bullshit? Yeah. So like I think I'll take up yoga instead, <laughs> asshole. <laughs> yeah, no, precisely. Good God. That's when they just go out there and buy their, like, Reiki stones. Yes, like, we're exactly. good. I know. And you want to call the Reiki people crazy, but it's like, <laughs> you could have done religion. So. Yeah, you could have went that way. Yeah. So, no, and I think, I don't know, I just. I think we really need to be conscious of who is around us. Whether we're religious or not. Yeah, and not even, I, I don't think, I think the walking wounded, that statement goes around for everybody. You don't know who's in the room with you. Yeah. You don't know what they've been through or the people in their lives they've been I know through. religious people that I respect and love. No, you know? my grandfather's a pastor. I love him. Thing. I respect him, but I, he never has forced his beliefs on me. I'm a, I'm a product of a mixed marriage, and I know there are certain religious people that think I am... A, a pile of dirt. An abomination. Exactly. Yeah. So there are religious people that I love that love me back, that just love the world around them and just preach happiness and kindness. And then there are religious people that take things and in I a think, black and white way and kind yeah. of freak me out. And I think, like, I I view religion... I can't believe I don't religion. I don't want to say this. I know. I don't, <laughs> say I don't think religion is a crush. But I think it is something that can help certain people... Faith. Be better people. I think that everybody needs faith in something. And if, if you choose it to be in religion, fine. fine. Yeah. But waking up with faith within you. you yeah. Know, that's just, it changes your day. It changes your week. It changes your life. You know, you have to have faith in something or else you just, what, what do you care about? You know? And that's why I'm like, I get it. Yeah. But like, I don't know why I would choose a man in the sky. Yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> what I don't get. But that's not me. Like that's y'all, you can do whatever you want. Um, but also I'm like, why don't people in normally the religious context think like I do and I'm like, oh, you can do whatever you want because yeah. it's your life and you're doing yeah. your thing. I'm right. A very, um, weird, but also eye opening conversation with my grandfather. 
he was talking about gay marriage and he's a pastor and mm-hmm. he was talking about if he would ever personally marry a gay couple. Mm-hmm. And what he said was, my job as a pastor is to connect people with God and my job as a pastor is to marry people who are in love. Mm-hmm. Now, do I personally believe in gay marriage? No. But can I say God doesn't believe in gay marriage? No, I can't say that. Yeah. Because I don't know God like yeah. that. Like, he is an all-powerful, mm-hmm. all-knowing person. I don't know. And that's the thing. The one thing that people really love to preach about God and religion and stuff is love and kindness to your fellow neighbor, you know, to to your family, to your friends and everything. If that doesn't extend to black people or gay people or anything like that, <laughs> like, then I'm sorry. You fucking lost me. Yeah, no, you lost me. Well, also, it's not even just that. It's kind of like his point also was like, hey, like... I am not here to judge you. In my mind, God will judge you. Yeah. So if I marry you, God will be happy that I did my job. Yeah. But God might be mad at you. Well, that's the thing. But that's not my business. I'm not gay. I'm not trying to sleep with other women. Am I mad that women that sleep together? No. Why the fuck do I care what they are doing? It's not anybody. Yeah, exactly. It really just doesn't matter to me. And he said, like, I am just supposed to be a person who is a pillar of God on Mm -hmm. this planet. I'm supposed to help his message go through. And, and I if think I'm you're denying, it most if you're just preaching happiness. Yeah, and he's like, I don't I feel like denying or like excluding people does not isn't doesn't send the message that we want people to join. I agree with that. And that's not what I'm trying to do. And also like if two men want to be married, that's their relationship with God, not mine. Right? My relationship with God is different than yours and yours and yours. And that's what he kind of was saying is like, we all have a different relationship with him. He is a upstate New York Methodist pastor. So the most laid back yeah. kind of Christian you can be. Yeah, 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 true. Now, if he was like a Southern Baptist or Catholic, I don't know if you'd have the same points of view, because, but I can't speak. Well, up. okay, again, that speaks over all priests, though, as well. And, and pastors is like, Reverend they Lord. all, yeah, everybody thinks differently. Everybody sees it differently. That's because every single individual person is different. It doesn't matter well, also, what, how you work, what you yeah. do, what you believe in, what you don't believe in. Every single person is individual to themselves, and they're going to be different. That's all. Yeah, the two gay people are different from each other. They might both be gay, fine. Two priests or reverends or something, fine. Whatever. They might have the same job, but they're still different from one another. Also, like, everybody needs to just be accepted. The same, like also, yeah, like and also that's why when people are trying to find new congregations and they normally look for the same, like the same kind, like yeah. like Southern Episcopalian yeah. mm-hmm. or whatever. Whatever you're comfortable. Yeah, whatever you're comfortable. But like my thing is. It's just sugar cane. Yeah, I thought. So, my point really basically is that, like, what the fuck was I talking about? How we're preaching love. Oh, yeah. Preaches love. My point is, like, yeah, no, they test out each church, though. Yeah. Because not every Episcopalian church is going to be the same. Yeah. And I, for example, I went to a Methodist church when I was in North Carolina with a friend of mine who is Methodist. Mm-hmm. I was like, I've been to them. They're really bad. I can go there, fine. No, <laughs> not the vibe I got. No. <laughs> Very different from the church that I grew yeah. up in. Very much like sit up, stand up, stand down, sit up, sit up, sit up. That's how Joe's was too. I was like, um, we're Methodist. I'm supposed to be eating cookies in 30 minutes. Oh like <laughs> on a on a lighter religious note, Joe told me this story just the other day and I thought it was hilarious. So we were watching something and you know, I don't know what any of these terms are because again, not religious. Um I can but, put it in prayer. I so, know so many. So like when you when you get up in the line and and the guy feeds you 
communion. Like, no, like, like crackers the cracker, or whatever. The yeah. Okay, so so when Joe was really young, he noticed that all the old people, when they went up, their head just immediately went back, their tongue came out, and they opened their mouth. And he, like, fed it to them, to their mouth. When the kids went up, they just cupped their hands together, you know? Like, they were taking in some water or something. And then, and then the guy gave them the cracker there, and then they would eat it. Joe got curious and was like, wait... Like, do they feel God more if they, like, just get it, like, from him in their mouth? Like, Critical I wanna, thinking. I want to know, yeah. <laughs> Backfired. So he he went up there, and his parents are just sitting in the in the pew or whatever watching. <laughs> Little Joe goes up. Normally he cups his hand. This time he decided to shoot his head back, open his mouth, and stick his tongue out. <laughs> and this old man wearing a gross robe just took a piece of cracker and, like, smeared it on his tongue, though. Like, like the guy's hand, like... Touched the middle of his tongue all the way to the end. <laughs> and Joe said he went, <laughs> and like took it out of his mouth immediately and ran back to the pew with his parents. And then when they got in the car, they waited until the end of service. So, 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 so well. Uh, and they got in the car and his parents went, Joe, yeah, we went to ask you, why did you do that? Like, why? And he's like, I don't know. I thought it would make me closer to God. He touched my tongue. And they're like, yeah. Like, we watched. It was gross. He said he was like, he was done after that. He was just shocked that the guy would touch his tongue. He was like, I did not. I said, what did you think was going to happen? He was like, not that. To be honest. Not that. We stopped going to church, though. Uh, even though my grandfather was a pastor, we did not care. We said we went to church the second my mom was done trying to wake us up for it. Yeah, right. The second she was like, I cannot be responsible for getting you kids up every Sunday oh morning. Oh my god, yeah. To go to church. I can't do it anymore. You guys are awful. It's hard enough with like school and stuff. <laughs> yeah, anyway. she was like, my Sunday. God. It's no. like Sunday's supposed to be her day off for yeah. waking you guys up and ripping you out of bed. No, precisely. She's like, Sundays are for me now. Yeah. Um, me and God. I'm not doing that. <laughs> mom, three letter word, just like God. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's what we're doing. And honestly, I don't think any of us cared. Yeah. We were like, cool. My sister was really in a youth group, where, like, but all of her friends from high school did it because yeah. it was just like something they did. Like, they were not religious. Like I said, like, the I least care. religious group like I've yeah. ever seen of people. But they would just like come over and they'd talk about God for like 30 minutes and then they would talk about normal life things. A source of community and a source of faith, I think, is absolutely And they'd play great. like so games do together. That, yeah, see, that's beautiful. That's fine. Like they'd play like manhunt and stuff like yeah. that. Like it was like, it was just like keeping teens from going to parties. Yeah. Which is why I didn't join youth group. Yeah. I was too busy going to parties yeah. on Saturday nights to go to youth group and then show up to church Ooh. the next day. Well, like honestly, I did go to, I did join your youth group for a week and a half because Kayla thought it'd be funny. Um, this girl in my grade, she's Kayla from a really religious fa- family. <laughs> she is from a religious, really religious family and she has a girlfriend. I love At the time, she had a girlfriend named, named Summer. Christ. Let's give her her, her real name. Who cares? And um, they were dating and Kayla invited her girlfriend to church. And she was like, no, I'm not about to walk into this church without another homosexual. Is that the part that, she, that was going to be funny? Because that's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. so she was like, I'm going to bring my girlfriend to this church that my parents hate. I'm converting my lesbian girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, no. Aren't I a great Christian? So, so <laughs> then she was like, well, so Summer invited me. Okay. Because she's like, well, I can't be the only gay walking up in a church in oh, youth group. Oh, my God. So I'm like, I can do this. Like, I've lived in churches. Yeah. I can suffer the stares of old people for, like, 25 minutes to an hour. Yeah. It's fine. So I go to the church service. We leave the church <laughs> service. Before we leave, though, Alan. Ew. I think that's his name. I don't really remember. I know that my grandma took care of his mom because she's, like, a, a okay. nurse yeah, yeah, yeah. person mm-hmm. for old people. Um, back to him in conversation, he was like, well, you should come to youth group with Kayla. 
And I was like, fuck. Because I was just about to get out of there. Like, I was about to dip so hard. You and Kayla would make a really nice couple. Yeah, I usually did so with <laughs> Kayla. And I noticed you came with Summer. Maybe all three of you can come. And then we invited Carrie Bree, one of our other friends, who's wrote, this is weird. Like, you can't, youth group can't be that one kid we know that's in our middle school. Kayla Reba and two <laughs> openly gay people. Like, that can't be youth Oh, my God. So, we call Katie Reba. We're like, we know, like, you don't want to come. Like, we get it. We'll smoke you up after. Like, just come. So, we're not all awkward yeah. as shit. And she goes, and she's like, yeah, this will be fun. Like, what are we going to do? Just, like, talk about God for 45 minutes? Like, it's fine. We can do that. We can, like, we'll, like, you know, I'll be respectful and nice. Let me give you a coloring page of God on it. Well. And you can fill that in. The pastor, if I believe his name is Alan, probably I'm wrong about that. He, um, made a comment, like, Corey, I noticed I told you to come with Kaylin Summer and you brought Carrie, too. Like, you must be a ladies' boy. And Carrie Bouillet. I guess that's another word for gay. Yeah. <laughs> Carrie and Summer just cackling. Just cackling. Tackling. And I'm sitting there you like, been like, yeah, I'm having sex with both of them. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, I was just like, yeah, sure am, sure am, right, Summer? And they're like, I can put Summer because she's the only gay person. They're like, like yeah. not like, like openly gay. Yeah. And like Kayla's bi, but like her church don't know that. Summer's coming in with a side shaved head. Like, okay. like she's looking edgy, yeah. like a Tumblr girl yeah. back in the day. Mm -hmm. So, like, he knew. But, <laughs> and, like, we thought in, like, for a second, we are like, oh, he doesn't know about me. Like, he's really, really well, confused. Clearly. Well, I mean, the next day, he asked if anybody would want to volunteer to shovel, <laughs> shovel people's driveways. Because <laughs> it's the winter. <laughs> and all four of us say yes. <laughs> no one showed up. <gasps> what? We just couldn't. He wanted us to go there at 6 a.m. Whoa, why? He wanted us to be there at like 6 a.m. to show people's driveways so they get to work and shit. I was like, 6 a.m.? Like, I, we, we all agreed, and he was like, I guess I'll see you guys all back here at 6 a.m. Oh. And I was like, That's some slave shit. I was like, I'm not. Y'all can do favors for the neighborhood as much as you want. <laughs> it does not have to be at 6 a.m. That's some slave so, shit. So, uh, to my knowledge, the only two people who showed up was. Kayla, whose parents are in that church. Oh, mind you, the first church summer we went to, um, Summer's mom came with us because we were like, we need, we, yeah. need, we need an adult to be yeah. on the side. We don't need more gays. We need an adult to back us if anyone says anything because we can't come out of pocket in a church. You know, mom mentality. We literally we're, don't even know what we're doing here. Yeah, exactly. And she keeps singing the hymns with all, like, gay things. So she's like, we were doing a kiki. Like, you're like, what are you doing? And she was also like, there's one Hey, song. Summer's mom, you're not helping. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, so, but you do it just quiet enough so, like, all of us kids can hear. So, we're, yeah. like, dying laughing all the That's how he noticed us to begin so with. That's say, how he found you're me. You're making us look gayer. Yeah, so he, that's how he found me at the end of the sermon to, like, ask us to invite us in. Because, also, really awkward if thing, if you're a pastor at a church, what, it was a fight? Sometimes they run full force at each other. We're talking about cats. They like run full force at each other and they're like... They're like both staring that way right now. Ooh. I know. It made me feel like something was going dumb. No, Joe's quiet, so she's probably sleeping. 
<laughs> did you hear that? Was it Bella? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she doesn't really like many people or cats. But she was like hiding over there, and as soon as the other one went over. But anyway, back to the topic. Don't <laughs> cut all that out. But yeah, no, basically, like, if you're a pastor or if you want us to be in your religion, right? The thing to do is not point out the new faces in the crowd. Agreed. You give people with anxiety so much anxiety. You make people who are in the building who are not comfortable being in the building so much more uncomfortable. They're like, I guess I'll try it out. And then they're like, hey, who's this new person? What's your name, age, and the reason you're here? I don't know, and I'm not sure, and I forgot. No, exactly. And like... Um, also, don't ever call a person up with anxiety to the front, because he did that too. He's like, look at all these new, fresh, young faces. Half of us were gay, half of us felt like we were about to get murdered, or like, we thought we were in a town court hearing in the 1800s. We really were thought we were about to be burned at the stakes by witches. Like, oh my god, he knows I'm gay. Yeah, <laughs> that's why he's pointing us out. He knows. He knows, guys. We're about to be sacrificed. And no, he, like, apparently, he was like, oh, he does it to every person who, like, shows up new. And I was like, that is not okay. That is not acceptable way to treat people. That's what my cousin's church used to do, too. And also, they would, like, just hug each other. Like, like you know, just, just spread out your hugs, you know, da-da-da. So, like, the two random old people in front of me would turn around, catch eyes, and be like, and then just start embracing me with their creepy, wide-eyed, smiled faces. And I'm like, I know this is, like, 20 years before the pandemic, but I don't want you judging me. It's 20 years too soon, but also not. <laughs> In 20 years, it'll be a pandemic and you'll understand me. Stop judging me. Okay, this is also the thing about religion. I went to a Southern Baptist church in North Carolina, one of my boyfriends at the time. I was very scared about going there. One, I was new. He prefaced, you're going to be the only white person. Mm. Okay. Yep. And I was like, that sounds scary. But then he said, they don't ideally like when black men are gay within our church, like, mm -hmm. specifically. There's been a couple lesbian couples that have gotten, like, swindled their way through. Mm -hmm. But, like, gay men is a very big taboo. Not one within accepted, the yeah. black community, but also within the religious. Yeah. And, and I, I didn't really understand at that time, but he meant more of, like, the idea of being masculine and gay was not something that a oh, lot yeah. of them grasped. Yeah. Um, and like he was very masculine. It's hard enough to be black, it's yes. hard enough to be gay. To mix the two is like, Yeah, so exactly. Yeah. So he did warn me, and I thought, I thought I was prepared for battle. Like, I really <laughs> thought, like, I was about to get, like, a bunch of, like, stares, angry people yelling at me. It was the best church experience of my life. Really? It was so much music, so much fun. Too many aunties hug, like, aunties hugged me. Mm -hmm. And they're like, call me auntie this. And I was like, I literally can't remember any of their names. Yeah. Because there are so many people in this church. Like, also, talk about a packed church. Like, yeah. I've never seen so many people, other than at, like, a mega church, like, actually be there. <laughs> like, like my church has, like, maybe 25 to 40 people, depending on the religious day. And, like, you can't ignore that sense of community. That's so cool. It was, it was one of the best experiences of my entire life. I think that's awesome. And it was weird, because, like, I'm very anti, like, church. Yeah. But, like, it was, it wasn't even about church. It was about, like... Them all, like, singing beautifully yeah. together. Them all, like, dancing. So you know what I can relate it to? Not a fan of baseball. But when I yeah. moved to St. Louis, 
They well, just have, you know, the, I mean, it's it's followed. It's huge. You know? it, well, it's, like, it's intrinsically a part of the statement. Yes, yes. Mean. And so on top of that, you know, I'm, I'm thinking, I don't care about baseball. I don't need to go to games. Like, you know, I'm not part of this. I'm, I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm from New York, whatever. And then I got there and I was like, okay, this is cool. You know, like, I'm still not a huge fan of baseball, but it's like the community that you sat there with, your your common denominator of just supporting the team, you know, yeah. supporting the religion, whatever it is. You know, I just really, I, I thought that was so cool. Yeah, it's, it's one of those things that's like, also, I, I, cause I also, maybe it's cause I went in there with this like thing, like they're going to hate me. Well, you were ready. They're yeah. going to talk shit yeah. about me. I, I'm not allowed to say anything about it because one, I'm not in a space that is mine. Yeah. This is not my space. Culturally my or opinion physically. Probably isn't welcome. My opinion doesn't matter yeah. because it's not about me in yep. my views. Like I'm going as a guest. And I, I need to start realize yep. that I am a guest in this. I was welcomed in, but also it's not my home. I shouldn't be kicking my shoes off and making myself real comfortable. Yeah, yeah. So I knew that like if there was something said, I wouldn't be able to defend myself, which gave me so much anxiety oh because I, I was like, I don't want to snap mm-hmm. But then when I got there and that was not even a discussion to be had, I was like, oh. Again, preaching all love. Yeah. No and the matter thing is, where like, you are. They like, and like, I knew there were probably some older ladies that were a little bit upset. Mm-hmm. Like I knew that there were some a little bit but for the majority of the part, like even the women who I thought probably hated my guts. Yeah. They still said hello. They yeah. still were being very nice to my face. I don't know if they said behind my back. But I didn't care. It's not your job. That's to that's not my care. that's not yeah. my responsibility or not. It's not their job to worry about your private time and it's not your job to worry about what Precisely. they say after. And yeah. the way it was just kind of like I was so scared for nothing. Yeah. And then when I realized that, I was like, oh my God. Like, yeah. they don't care. They like no I mean... Well, it's hard when a friend prefaces something like that though too. Well, it's kind of like when you go, I can't imagine you've been through this where like, People are like, oh, my family's a little racist. Yeah. And you're like, oh, shit. Because yeah. now i got to pretend I'm cool, like that cool token mm-hmm. now. And, like, it's like when, yeah, it's when people say when they like, space program, I'm like, I either have to play the part of the gay kid that they want to see. Yeah. Or I have to prove them wrong intrinsically. I'm like, yeah. I have to decide which one I'm doing. I know. When I was younger, I did a lot more of, like, being at parties, getting fucked up and everything. And people just, like feeling comfortable with me and being like, hey, so I have questions for you because you seem open and I'm comfortable with you and I've never known a black person before. And it would be like, These okay, would be heavy questions right, what, what can I, what can I do for you? You know, I mean, I've, I've been asked ridiculous. Things. I mean, I used to call it the Q and gay because I'm yeah. gay. So people would come up to me yep. and they would literally be like, hey, so like, I never, straight guys, the worst. You straight white men, listen, <laughs> Listen, you're the worst. And I can always tell you when I can always tell when I'm in the closet about the type of questions I ask. Straight men, truly straight men will ask, like, so they'll say they might say something stupid, like, who's the woman in a relationship? And you'll reply, We're both men, that's why I'm gay. Yeah. We both have And then they'll be like, they'll be like, and then they'll be like, oh, okay. But like, how do you decide that? And that's not a bad question because in the gay community, we do talk about what we want specifically mm-hmm. on sex before we even go into it. Yeah, but y'all, not, none of you calls yourself the woman. Yeah, no, you? no, but like, I knew what they meant is to be talking <laughs> yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, I, okay, I, okay. Told, I explained to them that you, it, that's not what it is, yeah. and then I moved on. But I did understand their point of being like, well, so how do you guys know, like, when you meet, like, which one's which? Yeah. And I, I literally just said, you ask. Mm-hmm. And he was like, well, you can't ask that question when you just meet somebody. And I was like, 
No, the you gay can't. community. Yeah. The gay community does it a lot. Because we don't want to get into a relationship and find out that we're not sexually compatible yeah. after a fucking... But we also don't want to have this conversation over and over with a bunch of straight white yeah. men. Yeah, no, but he literally said, would it be weird? And I don't, I didn't know how to answer this question. He said, would it be weird if me as a straight man... She's just fucking with something like trashy pick picked up. <laughs> she smacks the top of that a lot, sadly. Um, but basically, I was, he was like, is it weird? For me, as a straight man, when I'm talking to a woman and we're going on our first date or second, is it acceptable to ask what they like? Because that's essentially what me gay men do. <coughs> gotcha. Is it not like not a creepy like we were gonna fuck right now kind yeah, of like yeah, yeah, yeah. in the future? Are you what do you prefer sexually? Is and I said I don't know I don't know because I truly don't know. In the gay community, it's a very open thing. Like it's normally listed in our dating profiles. Well, there are more random options for the gay community when it comes down to sex. It's like, if you want to know if a woman likes, like, missionary or doggy well, like, style or something, like, what do you mean? It's and this so and this. In the, in it's the, just In the gay community, we also parts. talk about other preferences, like, do we like oral or not, and stuff like that. Which I guess would be really, okay, I guess we're coming down to, like, a sexual harassment situation. Yeah, no, like... Because, like, what guy would go on a date with a woman and be like, so, do you like giving head? Would or, you like, like if you I went down and Yeah, no, like... I'd be like, okay, the... where's that emergency call I'm waiting for? Oh, my God, my mom's in the hospital. <laughs> I'm leaving now. No, yeah, I like, wish they had come I... ten minutes ago. And I'm wondering, is that just because, like, the, the straight community is plagued with more, like, issues in that regard? I believe so. Well, I, be, I also believe it's because you've all had to be closeted for this time. You know what I mean? Like, like you weren't yeah. even able to to get on a regular but dating like, okay. site because of homophobes and shit. You know? Yeah. Like, you need your own fucking dating site just to steer clear of the assholes. And gay culture, I don't truly agree with this completely. I mean, I'm a part of gay hookup culture. Like, mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. I hooked up with lots of people. Mm-hmm. That this sounds like a bad. I'm just gonna shut up if I throw myself in the hole. <laughs> How <laughs> many people? Yeah, do we don't need to get into that. Basically, <laughs> I don't have a number. What's your number? I'm not gonna try to figure it out. Um, and basically, like, because on a deeper level, we do have those conversations about sex pretty relatively quickly. And I don't know yeah. if it's because we're men, and maybe we do still have that like weird like sex like not sex right, but like that weird like. Do you know men seem to talk about sex more? Wait, may I ask you this? Is it just because you're looking to hook up, though? Like, if this was someone that you thought you might, like, date for a long time or marry eventually or something, would you throw out those questions yeah, the first Yeah, no, day? still, same thing. Yeah? And it's because I feel like maybe it's, like, I want to know what I'm getting into. Yeah. I don't want to start getting and find out that you want to tie me up for three days and, like, feed me crackers and some weird kink. Which, <laughs> like, could, but that could be, that could be a scenario for a strict couple as well. Precisely. So that's what I'm saying is like, well, how do right, straight I'm just people? Picturing the dirty asshole that's like, hey, want to go have dinner, babe? And then he just ties you up for three days, and it's like, you know, like that's what he's into. That's cool. I just don't want to do. You it never there. asked. <laughs> like that's so messed up. That's beyond. It's like no, but yeah. But you know, like, I don't want to be like, oh, like, I don't know what's going on. I'm confused. I'm okay. Anybody that's being tied up for three days doesn't know what's going on, though. No, but I mean, like, consensually. <laughs> like, for example, like, what if you were on a date with this person? You're going on several dates. And then you, like, you know, you're, like, talking, like, you're finally, like, in the mood. You're, like, 
kissing up on each other. Yeah. And he's like, can I tie you up for three days? And, and like, like, even consensually. Like, you don't want to be sprung on that. Maybe you can just, like, subtly hit it, you know? Like, in the first date, you can be like, so how many ropes I do would... you have? <laughs> and then if they say any, then you can be like, you know what? I'm good on this. Because that was a trick question. I don't have any ropes. No, but, like, so my question is, do you think, because I think, one, that, that kind of conversation is beneficial. One, because you're not getting into this relationship when you find out this weird man has, like, or, like, let's be even more simple, not the type of three days. What if he simply loves getting head and the girl doesn't like giving it at all and they plan on, and then they, like, end up being together for a couple months and then they get engaged and he's, like, you know, like, we're not sexually compatible. Like, when do you guys realize if you're sexually compatible or not? Do you guys get, like, the six months in and be like, oh, like, you don't suck my dick enough, like, God. I feel like that's almost like a flag, though. Like, you don't even have to touch on on a <laughs> sexual conversation. I feel like you can just tell, I hate, I hate how I'm going to sound right now, but just by the prudeness of the bitch. Like, I feel like I'd get a vibe from her, you know, and I'd be like, you know what? I don't think she wants to suck my dick. And maybe I'd move on from but that like, one. But uh, maybe, like, okay, like, I'm not saying it's, like, that's, like, a need that I would have, but, like, what no, if it's, like, their but, sexual preference? Like, what if yeah. they only preferred blowjobs for some reason? Yeah. And the woman he wants to marry doesn't like that. He could have cut that out. Do you want to be, like, asking When, I, when I was younger, this guy and I went on a date, and, um, and then afterward, we were hooking up, and I went to go down on him, and he was like, no, 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 I, I don't like that. And I was like... I almost just threw my hands up in the air. I was like, what? what? I don't I don't know you. I don't understand. <laughs> what do you want from me? Like, I was just, I was just like, I, oh, so are we done? Like, who doesn't like that? Like, that's, you know, I just thought it was so weird. And he actually wasn't the only one either. There was another one that was like, I think, I think it's demeaning to have a woman suck your dick. And I was like, oh, well, I was about to do that. So I Thanks guess I'm not going to demean myself. No, but like, that's Wait, what I'm saying. Like, you guys could have cut that out <laughs> if you guys just told each other. Yeah. And maybe it's that we're, like, more sexually open within the gay community. Yeah. We're more, like, there are dating apps that you put your kinks and fetishes like. inside yeah. your dating bio. Yeah, it sounds like you just have a more open, um, like, And I'm not saying it's better or worse, but, like, if a man came to you and said... I'm <laughs> <laughs> trying to think of a way of streaming. We went from religion to dick sucking. Can I just say that? Yeah, I know. I'm also going to be editing this into the segment. So much. Editing this so much. Well, I'm going to be editing it into the break time segment. Yeah. More clearly. Okay. Yeah. Because <laughs> I... <laughs> but, um, basically, because it's like... So, like, if a straight man came up to you, and he goes, hey... But he not came up to you, because that's weird. Mm-hmm. That's strange. <laughs> Don't do this true. in person. Don't true, do this in person. True, If you are dating on this Tinder... Like, you don't, you've never had one. You heard you've been married before a Tinder with a wife. Truth. You probably had a Nokia flip phone when you got married. I had a razor. Oh, that's... A pink razor. That times her right there. That was there. my favorite. So, personally, she did not have a dating app. <laughs> like, maybe she was connecting to high schoolers that she hung out with on I Facebook. I had a MySpace Oh, see, that's close you got me. That was a real thing. I mean, no, that was savage, though. You had to choose your best friends. Yeah. And it was so hard to figure out what song was going to play. Oh, I oh, my That God. was the most annoying thing so about my much I used to turn my desktop, like, speakers off, because, you know, they're, like, separate things. Yeah. I just turned it off. So much pressure. Mine was Panic on the Disco. Boy, I just remember that being a thing. I don't remember at all. I do remember there was one time where a woman got a hold of Oh, me. Jesus Take the Wheel was one for mine. Oh, God. I was, I was raising the sticks. Um, 
this woman got a hold of me on MySpace once and was like, you're, you're a homewrecker, you ruined my marriage, and blah, blah, blah. But um, what it actually was is that the guy that I started seeing found out that neither of the kids he had with her were his. So he decided... To leave. Maybe, maybe I'm not okay with this. And, um, but I, I'm the reason. I'm the reason that they're not together anymore. Well, <laughs> so anyway, if a man hit you on <laughs> Tinder, right... If you had to, if you were unmarried, and he said, hey, like, I'm looking for a long-term relationship, but I want to, I, I don't have to have sex. I just want to make yeah. sure that we I are compatible if we, if we get there. Like, would that be, like, a red flag to you? I'd be like, I'm down. Like, that's, like, because <laughs> this, be my like, answer. I'm because back to my original story, the guy who asked me that question, I literally was like, I don't know, I think you should just not do that. <laughs> because like I just kept thinking about sexual assault and harassment. Not do that. <laughs> yeah, like I was like, but now I'm thinking I was like maybe it is a good thing that the gays do that, and maybe it's something that could be adopted. Yeah. And wouldn't be creepy in certain contexts depending on how you phrase it. Yeah. And I'd be like, homegirl, you like sucking dick. Like maybe you shouldn't well, say that. Like, there's a terrible thing going on with like white straight men right now, and they're all being taken down by sexual harassment, you know, charges and and stories and everything like that. So I don't think it's the right idea to tell those people to turn around and be like, what kind of sex do you like? <laughs> yeah. You know, like that's what I'm like, saying is I didn't yeah. want to empower. Him. I, I think maybe we should we should empower <laughs> the world a little bit more with like a better. Or way of maybe we should things. empower women to ask those questions. And maybe the women are supposed to ask. Yeah. Maybe that's the way it should work. What's that dance where the girls ask the guys? A uh, city Hawkins. Yes. Yeah. The city like Hawkins questions. Hawkins yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> you can't. Is I, I just because I was like no it's it is a good but also like for example the for one of the first questions that gave people ask are you clean yeah are you disease free yeah that is not a question straight people ask each other and and, and but it's not happening to straight people less <laughs> no I mean there's still a ton of that no, going on exactly so, yeah there is there is an approach that I think gay people have um, that that straight people do not well I think it's also because we. I can't say for me, because, and that's also weird, because I associate myself with the gay community, but yeah. I also don't. I don't have the typical experience where, like, you grow up, you lose your family, you create this new gay community family, and yeah. you, like, you cherish them, and you, like, love them as your people because you don't have your family. Yeah. That's how the gay community you really, in its roots, started. Mm -hmm. That's why we have things like True. houses, the house of yeah. blank, is literally, like, a, a, a mother, a gay man, mm -hmm. Buys a house and he lets other gay men, younger gay men typically, live with them, not for sex, but help support them because they have no one else. Yeah. That's how that started. And that's how gay communities started. That's how, like, gay, like, areas and cities started. Mm -hmm. And, like, I never was a part of that. Yeah. So, like, there are some things that, like, I don't ever understand, like, like just misses me, like, completely. Mm -hmm. And that would be, like, sometimes I feel like my community identifies so much with being gay that they don't identify with anything else in there yeah. in like their like life and like but on the same note I'm like if I spent my whole life fighting with people about it and fighting yeah. for my right to be blank I would have mm -hmm. that that mm -hmm. idea mm -hmm. and that's why I'm like I can never like judge you'd them. have to stick up for it like every single day yeah and if, if I was in that position growing up I would be just as yeah. like, angry, mm -hmm. and I'd, so I would be just in, enthralled with it. I'd probably be obsessed with it to some degree. Yeah. But since I didn't have that set of experiences, which I'm lucky for, and yeah. that was a privilege that I am lucky for, 
it was one of those things that I'm like, I relate to the gay community for some things, but there's a lot that my privilege has allowed me to miss. Yeah. And, like, that's also why, like, when people talk about, like, extreme cases of homophobia, I normally shut the fuck up. Because I can't speak on that. I can talk about microaggressions all day. Yeah. Extreme reactions to me being gay. I have never been in a situation where there has been an extreme reaction that has changed my life forever. And that is not common within my community. And I think it's one, it's 1,000% where I grew up. It's 1,000% that I grew up privileged to have a liberal family. It is, and that's just what it is. But it does make me kind of hard because it's like, and that's also like why, for example, when people talk about like extreme versions of racism or sexism, I'm like, I could never relate to that. Yeah. I understand how microaggressions feel. I don't know the exact, like, the address, like, not even, like, physically violent reaction, even though that's an extreme reaction. I've never had anybody abruptly yell at me. See, I've, I ran into some racism in St. Louis, but it was never, it was more microaggressions. Was it, like, colorism, too? Never... Like, like, oh, you're, like, light, but not. Yeah, yeah. You're too light to be black, so, but you're not So white. there were some people that were so, so wrapped up in their own in their own thoughts that they thought it was okay to say to me, you know what? I'm normally not okay with black people, but you know, you're so pretty or, or you're so cool or you're you're cool. You're pretty for a black girl. You're not, you're not like the rest of them or something. And I'm just like, as like a 24, 25, 26 year old girl, like, wait, I'm like, I'm confused because on one side I'm like, well, I'm happy you're being nice to me. But then on the other side, I'm like, wait, should I leave right now? Like, what's going on? But I'm also just surrounded by white people all the time. Well, you grew up also in a white community. All the time, yep. I also, like, I can't speak on this for myself because I've never been across more than one line of minority. Like, I'm, my intersectionality ends in gay. Um, You know, like, that's where it ends. And also, like I just said, it, it's a, it's not the full embodiment of what it means to be a gay man living yeah. in America. Well, you're not just gay. You, you're a student, you're well, a friend, yeah. you're a son. Yeah, like... no, I, I am all those things, yeah. but on paper, like the intersectionality of like what's on paper, like when it comes to like race, stuff like that, mm-hmm. my privilege ends with gay, but also is continued in my community for reasons I just explained. I, the way I've always thought about it. It's like, I know, I'm like, oh, gay people don't have problems. They're not, like, because I'm not getting attacked, they're not getting attacked. But yeah. I have met a couple people who do have that perception. Yeah. Like, well, I didn't have problems, so no one does. Yeah. And it's like, that's just stories. Yeah, and you're like, oh, that doesn't happen anymore. That's my favorite thing. It's like, when people are like, oh, racism doesn't happen anymore. We have Obama. It, just because it hasn't happened to you doesn't mean it's not happening anymore. Also, Everything I... is still happening. Also, I'm a white man. I'm not going to sit and say that anything didn't happen to a person right? who said something happened. Yeah. Um, I am not in the position where I can pick and choose who I listen to. I'm a little brown girl, and I'm still not going to do that. <laughs> yeah, no, like... Well, it's also, just disrespectful. It's kind of also like being like telling a rape victim they didn't get raped. Right? That's what I mean. I don't, care, like, I don't care what it is you're talking about or whether I actually believe it or not. I'm not going around saying it didn't happen. Because that's not our place. No. And we know that. All right. Anyway, we should sign off today, Rachel, because I have a lot to edit now and a yeah. lot of breaks that, and cat discussions that <laughs> I have to go through, which is beautiful. It was really distracting when they started <laughs> doing that. I was like, what? Where, where is it? Also, she's just like putting her hands in a cone <laughs> shape and just touching them. Like in a clapping motion, but not really. Quite distracting. Yeah, that's what my cat's doing those three times. Alright, I'll be signing off. I'm Corey Kane, and that is <laughs> Rachel. 
Anderson! Why do they need to know? They already have your legal name, honey. Just give them my social security number. Well, do you have that? Don't. 